Well, guys, we are uh, kind of redoing a, a podcast that we had already filmed. The sound quality wasn't up to what we like, and we wanted you to hear us get drunk clearly. That's right, yeah. So, <laughs> so welcome to episode six, take two. <laughs> so this week, uh, we are we're going over cheap beers, or sub-premium beers, as they like to call them. And a little bit of history of some uh, beers that we had growing up <laughs> when we were when not we were, as, when we were rookies when we were rookies and <laughs> didn't have a whole lot of money. So a lot of these beers make their names and their their profit from uh, younger drinkers that uh, and college students that don't have a lot of money. So and surprisingly, some of them are high quality, low cost. Others are low quality. Low cost. Very low quality. <laughs> You'll see. We found this out last week. One that we fucking hate. But because we like you guys, we're going to gut our way through another can of this shit. We'll, uh, we'll include a clip from the last week's episode of our first time drinking it because it was the first time I'd ever had it. Zach had had it before. I had it before. So you'll get my initial reaction and my second reaction from that today. I think I'm the only guy dumb enough to buy it twice. (laughs) (laughs) You got to hand it to them though. When you see it, their, their marketing is is pretty on point. They, uh, they trick you. They do pretty good with it. Almost worth it. Almost (laughs) just for the artwork. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so which one we want to start with? Well, I'm drinking a Bushlight and you're drinking a Keystone, so why don't you take the lead here with one of those? All right, so yeah, we'll start with Keystone. And actually, I do drink Keystone every once in a while when I'm in a mood for a cheap beer. My new normal go-to everyday drinking beer is Coors Light. Yeah, I've, I've grown up a little as well. I'm, I'm also a Coors Light fan. Plus, my family up in Montana grows some of their barley for Coors up on the Montana High Line and train they take it by rail down to golden colorado oh yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah the uh so coors brewing company owns keystone light they uh, released keystone uh i got some facts right here we'll uh i always thought keystone came from pennsylvania because pennsylvania is the keystone state and i was sorely mistaken yeah the uh let's see here keystone was released in 1989 in Chico, California, was the first. Uh, uh, sense. It, it's even, yeah, it's, it's still it's brewed in Colorado in the, in the Coors plant, but I guess uh, they wanted to release a a cheaper version, basically. And it's funny because there was rumors about Keystone. Um, they say it's dented can Coors Light, or they you always find a can of Keystone. It's always got a dent in it. So they say all oh, they just they just re labeled a Coors Light can, but just that's... Bleach it and bleach it and paint it. <laughs> <laughs> but evidently that's not true, though. It's its own recipe and its own, and it's and it's brewed to I, be... I had always heard that they came out of the same vat and just the bottom half where all the shit settles yeah. was the Keystone. Yeah, I heard that one, too. There was one of those, uh, one of those that, um, I don't know if I have it on here or not, but yeah, there was a few different theories of where it came from, whether it was a different... Uh, the same stuff, but it was just the rejects. They said it was, somebody said that it was, um, it was it was the good ass beer, the good ass beer of the because <laughs> Coors Light has their their cold filtering and cold brewing process. Yeah. And some people said, well, maybe it's their Coors that didn't maintain wasn't temperature, cold wasn't cold enough, so brewed in a hot trailer, yeah, <laughs> in a bathtub, yeah, brewed in this shed. 
<laughs> oh. You know, we always bitch about the temperature. It's fucking hot in here tonight, guys. We're we're sweating a little bit. It so. went from cold to hot. <laughs> if, if we get a glisten, we there we apologize. go. <laughs> it's, it's the studio lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the pressure. It's the pressure getting to us. So, uh, one of the cool, cool things, actually, you'll like this. So, they just released a new version of Keystone. Uh, they released it, and where did Let's see here. Oh, it doesn't say the year on here, but it just says recently. So they, it's called Keystone V9, and it was a partnership, and it is introduced and only available in Puerto Rico. No shit. Uh, the uh, the V Suarez and Company Incorporated Brewery in Puerto Rico, they partnered with Keystone and makes a Keystone V9. So it is the only Keystone that is brewed outside of the Coors Brewery. I'll try and bring some back. We're going to Puerto Rico in uh, October. That's why I figure you might. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we're back. gonna take my Keisha and I, my wife, newlywed. We're gonna take my mom and have her mom meet, meet us down in Puerto Rico for a few days. So I'll try good. and see if I can keister some back up here yeah. for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be, be good. We'll have to try. <laughs> so another yeah. thing that I, I thought was interesting: Keystone in Canada, like. I've never seen Keystone in a bottle. I haven't either. Well, that was one thing they advertised in the early days of Keystone was the bottled beer taste in a can because they had uh, special liners in the can or whatever. But you can get Keystone in a bottle in Canada. But not in the States. But not in the States. Huh. Yeah. So well, that, one's, that one's on you to Keister back. got to go to Canada. I go to Canada. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so hey, how about this? If there's anybody from Canada, we actually have a few listeners from yeah, Canada. Yeah, guys. Canadians, eh? Send us send us a package with keystones in it so we can try them in the bottle. <laughs> yeah, I'm down, guys. Yeah, I'll give you my address if you if you hit us up on the podcast. Yeah, on, send us a PM. Yeah, and shoot, we'll shoot, us, uh, shoot us an email or... Yeah. And we get yeah. us so we can try it and... Try some of these, and if you know of a local beer, let us know because we can. Uh, yeah, we all, we're always looking for new stuff to review, guys. We uh, we all try to fair share, but I'm yeah. always up for new experiences. We like beer. That's right. Yeah, all just different kinds. All different, and then we, and, and we, we're not just stuck to beer. We like liquor. We like obviously we like a little wine. <laughs> yeah, you guys, uh, give us suggestions. That's right. Let's see here. So uh, last year. Keystone sold 3.1 million barrels of Keystone. Uh, Mostly so at a college campus. At a college you. campus. And those of you who don't know how much a... Because beer is measured in barrels. And a, uh, a barrel of beer is 36 U.S. gallons. So 3.1 million barrels of 36 gallons. Yeah, so that's why they call a full keg is a half barrel. <laughs> a oh, pony keg is a quarter barrel. Yeah. They, uh, that's a lot of beer, but that's still not the, that is a lot. That is a lot, but that's not the top of our list of our beers this week. So we'll go, we'll get to that one later. Okay. Uh, Keystone did some pretty good stuff with their marketing, uh, in the, uh, you got a lot of information on this. I did. Well, I got, I got a lot of information on I, this. Travis again beats me on the research. The, uh. So they came out with the character Keith Stone for the commercials. I do remember that. Yes, uh, that was in the uh, mid two thousands when they came yeah, out. Yeah, I remember those. And uh, their slogan was "Always smooth, even if you're not." And they had the Keith Stone commercials, and he had the he'd carry the thirty pack on his shoulder yeah. like a boombox. 
Hey, there's we'll have to put a commercial up on on the video too of some of the ones where he would just a picture of Keith Stone. Keith Stone and his mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the dillio, little lady? My Kiki, she's stuck in the tree. Hold my stones. Hey, little Kiki. Easy, easy, easy. Atta girl. She'll be fine. She's just a little shaken. Thank you, young man. What's your name? My name? Yeah. It's Keith Stone. Keith Stone? You're so smooth. Always. Smooth brood Keystone Light is always smooth, like Keith Stone. That's great. Uh, but one of the cool things that that they did, uh, they they repackaged a thirty pack in two thousand eleven, and they invented the, the can hole game, and they modeled it off a of cornhole, and they made a, a punch out hole in their thirty pack box where you could crush <clears throat> your beer cans and throw them at the at the box for a for a tailgate game. It's it's almost like recycling. Yeah, it's just like in, in a roundabout way. Yeah. So, that, I think that's pretty smart on their behalf. Oh, yeah. You, get, you take you a, a 30 pack of Keystones to the tailgate or to, a, to, to the, the frat party. Yeah, wherever. <laughs> to, the, to the Walmart parking lot. To the Walmart parking lot. If you feel so inclined. When we, were, when we were teenagers, we hung out in the grocery store parking lot. Yeah, that was our place. Everybody <laughs> in the country did that. We did it, too. Yeah, we, we did. So. Ours was Kmart parking lot. The Kmart but parking yeah. lot? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Uh, you know, there's Kmart still exists. Yeah, there's a couple stores left. Yeah. Well, evidently, they are still really big in like New Zealand and Australia. They still have Kmart. I did not know that. Evidently, Kmart there is is almost like a Target here. They they have grocery stores and stuff. Really? And like, and that's where the girls in the yoga pants go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I, I was. I think I saw that on a TikTok. Somebody was talking about Kmart. And you know, there's there's one Blockbuster video left. Really? In Oregon. In Oregon. Yeah. Wow. In, uh, I used to know what town it's in. Bend, I think. Bend, Oregon, I think is where it is. Wow. Yeah, it's the last standing Blockbuster. I wonder if you... I still have a Blockbuster card. I wonder if it still worked there. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I think they would have to honor it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man! Yeah. No, knowing my luck, I'd show up and realize I still had a late fee, one point two million dollars or something. <laughs> you want to hear a funny story? My dad, uh, he, <laughs> I feel like an asshole for narking him out on it. Night <laughs> month when when I was a kid, my dad went to return some movies at Blockbuster, and there was one laying on the ground, and he was like, "Free movie, <laughs> free movie." So he grabbed it and uh, brought it home, and it was True Lies. Oh, nice! That's, this is so, a decent movie. Yeah. And he had it for like a year. And then he rented, rented movies and he accidentally turned it in a year later. <laughs> I don't think we watched it once. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, the, I remember yeah. the, the stickers on them. Be kind. Be kind. Rewind. Yeah, yeah. Or you, yeah. Or you get the, the fine for not rewinding them. Yeah, I remember that. Charge you a dollar. Which one am I going to migrate to here? Keep going. I'm going to... You're going to select your next... I'm going to get on two... One we're going to talk about here in a little bit. So I think that's really about all I got for Keystone. They did a... That was impressive, though. They did some pretty it. good stuff with their, their marketing. They uh, they like to market it to the... Actually, so yeah, there's one other thing. They were trying to to either entice the, the college crowd a little bit more. Is, uh, in 2020, they launched a raspberry lime Keystone Light. It's like the uh, tropical fruit beer, pretty much. Was it to compete with... 
The Natty Light? I think so, because Natty Light, the Natter Day came yeah. out, uh, I think about the same time or a little bit before that. So I yeah. think they re- released it to compete with it. Evidently, it's I pretty good. I have a Keystone one. I'd like to try it. And there is a there's a recipe that you make at your ho- at your house. You can mix a Keystone with uh, margarita mix and and lime, a little bit of salt, and you have you a a beer garita, stonerita. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like it. Yeah. Well, what plates are? Yeah. No, so, I feel like a dick for putting down my bush light. Nah, the I like the, the Keystone. It's it's not bad. They got a nice can too. Yeah. That's one thing, they quit making the Keystone Heavy or the Keystone Full Flavor, and it was a red label, and it was a red can. That would actually look pretty cool, I yeah. think. So they went to the blue, and they have the Keystone Ice that's still available, and it's in a yeah. black can. I knew that. I saw it the other day when I wanted to buy cheap beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the Keystone does pretty good, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm having a PBR, so let me move on to that here for a minute. Yeah. So, Pabst Blue Ribbon, as most of you know, has been around for a very long time. Uh, It started in Milwaukee in 1844. Um, It is now based in San Antonio, and it's named for uh, a a very wise marketing campaign. Uh... 1882 to 1916, the brewers would, this is pre-cans, they would put blue ribbons on every bottle that they would send out. Like literal blue ribbons? Literal blue ribbons. Oh, wow. And and people would see a blue ribbon and think, first place, we're going to drink the best beer. Yeah. And it worked. Um, They were originally named the best brewing company, and uh, they basically took over the beer scene after the great Chicago fire of uh, 1871. It destroyed 19 breweries and made Milwaukee the beer capital of the United States. Milwaukee. Yeah, because so Chicago was the big beer because yeah. they had the beef and you know they had the Chicago stockyards and the beer thing was their, yeah. their other big thing, their big income producer in the city. I guess that's where old Milwaukee comes from then too, yeah. It is, yeah. Um, they changed it to Paps from Best Brewing in 1890. Um, but the, the blue ribbons are, they, they, well, the biggest claim was they, they had all the blue ribbons on their bottles, but they put world, or, uh, Paps blue ribbon came about as a result of the world's Columbia, Columbian expo in Chicago. So like a, it's like a world's fair. It's like a world's. It's like a beer fair. Oh, okay. And, yeah. th- and the thing is, they claim to have won it, and there's a big dispute because several beer companies claim to have won that. It was like so long ago that like did they lose the records or whatever? There was no winner that really. Year. So they they all everybody. Claimed. It was it was like the very first participation trophy. <laughs> everybody, you got all their winners. Everybody was a winner, but Pabst. That's what they. Yeah, I think it even says it somewhere on here. Yeah. Selected as America's Best in 1893, which was a crock of shit. (laughs) But a marketing campaign. Yeah. They already had the blue ribbons, then they claimed that, and it was just a series of events that led them to becoming the most drank beer in America. Yeah, the the thing, uh, after doing the research on some of the stuff this week, 
PBR is definitely the oldest beer of our group that we're testing. It is. This. It is. Well, it is, yes, but one of our beers is brewed at a brewery that is the second oldest brewery in the country. Yeah. Even though that beer, yeah. luckily, hasn't been around that <laughs> fucking long, the brewery itself has. But yeah. PBR is our oldest beer of our... our uh, of our group this week? Yeah, our stable. Yeah. Um, 1877 uh, was Pabst's best year ever. They sold 18 million barrels. 18 million barrels. 18 million barrels. That was, uh, that was, I, so when I was doing this research, talking about that, I swear to go, the, uh, this last year, their sales have declined. They went on a, uh, on a big, uh, campaign. They were, PBR got really popular with the college scene again over the last few years. Yes. And they went on to, but, uh, I saw where they, this last year they sold 2 million barrels. Was Yeah. They were the. They're the least on our list of beers, but actually all of the cheap beers on our that we're doing tonight all are in the top twelve of most beers sold in the in the U.S. You know what? Yeah. Sometimes, especially today, folks, gas prices are through the roof. You want to save a little money? Buy some beer. Yeah. But buy it in a in a PBR can. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now they uh, after that they had a sharp decline uh, in 1996. They moved to Los Angeles, and in 2010 they sold to the to the C. Dean Metropolis. Uh, in 2015, they won the best uh, large brewer award at the American Beer Festival, and they moved back to Milwaukee in 2020, and then they moved to San Antonio shortly thereafter. But after. The early 2000s is when the college kids yeah. kind of rediscovered it. Yeah, it's been around so long. I don't see how yeah, it had to get rediscovered. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, I, I remember I was out in North Carolina um, stationed at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base in uh, from December 2002 to uh, about September of 2005. And every college party, I think, I, we, we partied at North Carolina State, we partied at UNC, we, we never went to Duke, um, we partied at East Carolina University a lot, more than the other ones. ECU was voted one of the biggest party schools oh, in America a couple of years bro. ago, too. It, well, it's on the list every year. It's yeah. fucking nuts. That place is wild. <laughs> Their sports teams suck, but man, maybe, their, their parties are top notch. Maybe they need to uh, come up with... Uh, some sort of party games as a college sport, and maybe they might be pretty good at that. They, they, they would. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we took it to the house there, man. We, we had a good time at ECU. But uh, the pirates, right? Drink, they are. Yeah, pirates. ECU pirates. Yeah, no quarter. It's their, it's their <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what, man. We drank a lot of PBR at those parties. That oh, was yeah. that was the beer. Yeah. When I was there, we had a good time. The uh, there's a bar I went to. A few times uh, that uh, it was like a normal, typical bar, and they had all the normal, you know, everything on draft and nice premium beers and stuff. Yeah. They always kept a trash can full of ice behind the bar full of PBR, and it was like a dollar a can. Like it was your, you go and just go have cheap beer, and it was, but it served in it out of a trash can, so I think that's pretty fitting. <laughs> did, did you ever, did you ever party at Gillies in Vegas? Back when it was in uh, in the frontier, I, I I was went there a few times. Yeah, so I used to go there on a pretty regular basis. That was that was kind of our hangout. Um, 
Did you ride the bull in any of that? I did. <laughs> I, I, I rode the bull uh, two times. But uh, we, uh, they, they used to do a deal there where you paid 20 bucks and you got a wristband. Yeah. And then if you paid the 20 bucks, it was a dollar a beer. Oh, from hey. from trash can, <laughs> and it was all Keystone, uh, be, uh, Milwaukee's best. Oh heck yeah! It was PBR. It was it was like four different beers that made up the trash can, and you'd just go up and say trash can beer, and they'd hand you which one they grabbed, <laughs> and it was great. Yeah, I mean, oh, we, yeah. it was amazing, and uh, yeah, man, we we had that was the Frontier is the best casino that was ever on the strip. Yeah, and and then they. They bulldozed it down. It was, I went. They imploded it. I went. Yeah, yeah at two a.m. I remember on it was like on a Tuesday, and I went down and watched it go down. Oh and man, it was it. It was emotional. We used to always park in the Frontier parking lot when we went to the strip because it was like one of the last free parking was free parking. Yeah. yeah. No, I I had a good time in the Frontier, man. We uh, they had the horse race machine yeah. in there where you could. It looked like a whole horse racing track and. Yeah. yeah, you could bet on which horse was going to win. It was that was a great casino. Elvis played there. Yeah, that's that's what was sad about some of those casinos. Yeah, you know, I, it's all for the sake of progress, I guess. But some of those places had a lot of history to them. Have you seen what's going on right now? No. So uh, Hard Rock bought the Mirage. Really? And they're tearing it down. Whoa! Really? And there's a lot of hubbub over the volcano. Because the volcano, yeah. so I didn't. Yeah, that's pretty iconic on the strip. The, yeah. the Mirage was the first um, what they call a, a, a mega resort. Yeah, yeah. On the strip, well, they're gonna do the tigers in there. They had the whole big tiger habitat and stuff in there. I have no idea. Because Siegfried and Roy, I don't think are. Yeah, like, man, I, they had the dolphins in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I don't know what they're gonna do. The, the but everybody's trying to get the. They're trying to save the volcano. You would think Hard Rock should be able to incorporate a volcano into their. Well, it's it's one of the last free. I mean, you got the Bellagio Fountains, but the volcano's been there, you know. Yeah. Shit. Since I was a kid. Yeah. So wow, I, I remember. Yeah, I remember going out and seeing the volcano the first time, in oh oh four. Yeah. Well, when I got stationed in in at Ellis. I got there. I was underage. I was 19 when I got to Vegas when I was stationed there. So I couldn't even go to the casinos and, and yeah. party or anything. So the free entertainment, like we'd go to, we'd go to Circus Circus and do all the, the carnival games. Yeah, at Cir- Adventure Dome and that. Yeah, and then the, all the, the light shows and, and carnival stuff or the um, amusement park rides and yeah. stuff they had. That was really about all you could do down there if you weren't 21. So Yeah, see, we, we were TDY out there in 04 the first time and uh, the only way I got to go was I told my flight chief I'd be his DD the whole time <laughs> so he put me on the list nice and uh, I went and uh, I did I DD'd a few times but uh, I, I got most of the NCOs to buy me shit out there at the <laughs> Heck yeah. so we got pretty fucking shit house that's awesome it was good but yeah we I remember the first time I saw the fountains man it was it, it was to Frank Sinatra I mean it was, yeah. it was fitting yeah, um, yeah, it was yeah great. that was actually volcano. a really good show. Yeah, it it, it's yeah. If you guys haven't seen the Bellagio Fountains, that is the best free thing you can do in Vegas. Go, yeah, go, it, go stand right in the center. It's a a big platform out there, and it's the just, size of a football field too. It's huge. It's the, it's amazing. The uh, it's like a ten minute long show too. Yeah, they they do a, f- a phenomenal job. And it ha- what is it every hour or every ninety minutes something like that? I they think do I think it's every hour. Uh, 
after such a such and such a time. I can't remember. Yeah. You know, it's been so long, but yeah, it's that and the uh, and they did it. They did the timing of it. I think because like the volcano happened every hour or two, yeah. but it was on like at a every half hour. And then the fountains was every hour, so that way you could go see both. Yeah, and they used to have the the pirates at the the treasure they island. They shut that down. Well, I when I left, it was shut down, but I don't know if they were they were getting ready to. Yeah, I don't know because they had the sirens there for a yeah, while. That was a really good show. Yeah, man, it was cool, man. Vegas. It's gotten really, really corporate, I think, and just. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, but yeah, there was some progress. Yeah. Now they got football teams and hockey teams, and yeah. Actually, the, the hockey team is really good, though. At least the, they are. Yeah, you know, they, it's it sucks that we miss them. We, yeah, the what by they a sta- year. Yeah, it was. They started that the year after we left. Yeah, I would have gone to a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. The hockey. The hockey in person is awesome. It is. I've went to a few minor league hockey games, uh, and they were really fun to watch. I mean, what my dad would always say was, "I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out." <laughs> I, I used to. So I went to one NHL game. Uh, when I was stationed we uh, in North Carolina, we went and saw the Hurricanes play, and I don't even remember who they played. But uh, Billings, Montana, has a team, and they're they're I don't even know what league they're in anymore. But they're in a, they're a minor league or whatever you call it. Uh, uh, yeah, a, they're a professional league, but they're yeah. you know it's like the AAA teams. Of I don't even know if that. I think they're independent league. Yeah, they but, are. They, but it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's an independent league, and then there is a minor league team. Uh, yeah, league I, I don't even know, but they used yeah. to be the the Billings Bulls. They're they were great when I was growing up. When when they first got there, they were amazing. And uh, I do remember one game getting called, and it was between the Bulls and the Pueblo Flames, and they got called for a fight that broke out. And oh, like wow. it was just a fucking melee. <laughs> the the goalie. From the Flames was this guy who had played for the Bulls before, and he was swinging his fucking stick up at the crowd trying to hit people. Whoa! And uh, we had this guy, his name was Steve something, and uh, he was getting pulled off of the ice. You know, he got he had gotten booted from the game, and they were skating, the, the officials were skating with him over to walk to the locker room, and the fight broke out, and he, like, threw them to the side... And went skating back down, and he punched the goalie in the face and busted his jaw. <laughs> oh, it man. was insane! And oh, that is awesome. And they called the game with like two and a half minutes left. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was in because it was just, I mean, yeah, it that, was just a fucking melee. That's nuts. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah, go watch a free fight. Yeah, it was it was a good time. They had a couple guys that made it to the NHL. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were yeah, they were good. It was fun. That's pretty cool. I never could skate that good. I've never roller or never uh, ice skated in my life. I'm from Montana. I have never ever ice skated. That's almost uh, it's almost against your religion, isn't it? <laughs> you know, that's the thing is is hockey is getting big up there now. Yeah. But like when I was growing up, it really wasn't. Really? No. I mean, uh, I don't know why. You, I would, you would think you would it. think that it would yeah. be, but it really wasn't. You know, and. Uh, I feel like we all missed an opportunity this generation. Yeah. There was a few guys that I played with, or that I grew up with that played, but, uh, I mean, it wasn't like North Dakota, like, hockey's a big thing. Oh, it's big there, yeah. Minnesota, it's a big thing. New York, upstate New York, it's a big thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, for us, like, 
I don't know why it wasn't. Yeah. It just it just wasn't. But yeah, until this day. So I tried to ice skate once when I lived in Vegas at the Gold Spike. They put that rink in. Yeah. And I tried to go there and the they I wear depending on the shoe company I wear a thirteen or a fourteen. Yeah. And they didn't have skates big enough. I I, I went um it was where the uh Vegas's minor league team would practice at um it was one of the station casinos. I, can't remember. I thought it was the Orleans. It was the Orleans, yeah. Yeah. Went there once because they did uh they did open skates or whatever it took. Yeah. And they had a 13, but that sucker felt, because I wear a size 14 too. And, yeah. And that sucker felt like a 12 because really? my foot was crammed into these skates. Did you fall? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, so I used to, as most kids did on in our generation, we used to do like the roller skate night at school and. Yeah. All that, or the you know the skating the whole school would go to the skating rink and shit and I did that and like I did rollerblades, but uh, yeah man I never yeah I've only never wore ice skates. I think I've only roller skated once or twice in my whole life. I think the last time I was like twelve. And yeah, I bust my ass on it. Hurt. Roller, yeah, I don't think I could do it now. No, I I actually I took my kids ice skating uh, probably a year or two ago, and uh, I did decent yeah. on the ice skates. Where'd you go? Uh, down in Little Rock, uh, really? one of the they have a big ice ice skating place. There. It was my daughter wanted to go for her birthday, so we took her ice skating, and hmm. it was it's like a, a roller skate and an ice skate place together. You just go from one to the other. You want to get ballsy? Roller skates on the ice. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just sounds like an emergency room visit. <laughs> but like you know, how kids are kids like. Uh, just put them on and just went nuts and had fun and yeah, and they like well, they kids are kids are kids are everything proof. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I remember being a kid and like falling down and it was just part. You know, you pick the rocks out of your bloody wound and then oh yeah, keep playing. Now, if I think about falling, like I pull a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that was one thing I, I was. Uh, a meme, I think it was. That I saw it was yeah. When you're when you're a kid, you crash your bicycle thirty miles an hour on a gravel road. You get up and brush it off, and then now when you're older, when you're thirty, you have a crick in your neck for three days because you used the wrong pillow. Yeah, that's so <laughs> fucking true, man. I know that is so goddamn true. Yeah, I sleep wrong and get injured now. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a hundred percent the truth, man. I uh, I never knew. What a godsend the chiropractor was <laughs> until I got like 35 years old yeah. and went for the first time. And like he, he, I had shit popping me and I was like, oh, this is what I felt like when I was younger. Yeah. Like, I wasn't in pain for 10 minutes. I know? didn't realize that, that was, there was some relief to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went, uh, Keisha and I went yesterday. I'll tell you a story. We went yesterday and uh, we, we took my mom and we got massages. We fucking <laughs> we went to this place with these uh, these Asian ladies. Oh yeah, who were they were lovely. But uh, we got my mom. Uh, she was out in the room, whatever, and they they did her massage. And Keisha and I got a couple's massage, and they laid us down on these two beds side by side, you know. And we put our faces through the little toilet thing there. And this lady came in. And I was in my, I got down to my underwear, and Keisha got down to her underwear, and we laid down. And uh, this lady was massaging me, and she pulled my underwear off. She pulled them down, 
and threw him to the side. Threw him to the side, and uh, she crawled up on me, <laughs> and she had her hands. You know, I, I was laying fat. She had her hands down beside my my head, and she was rubbing her knees. She laid on me completely. Wow. And then, like, slowly brought her legs up my legs and up my butt. So did you? You must have paid for the premium package with this. Dude, it was, and I and I I never had a massage. I had one. No, I I, tell you, I had one massage a few years ago that this lady and I fell asleep during it. Like, it yeah. was But it was like, it wasn't. It was a massage. It wasn't like a sensual this, massage. This whole thing was something. Yeah. She rubbed her shin up down up and down my butt crack. <laughs> And I didn't know what to think. Yeah. Like, it was so... What do I do? Yeah. So I was like, okay, like, I, maybe this is how it goes. And she was rubbing my thigh. I was, you know, I was laying down with my butt up. She was rubbing my thigh from the back. And she hit the bottom of my sack. <laughs> and I was like, oh. you know, I didn't know what to think. And she had me roll over. And she started massaging uh, the lymph nodes, like, on the sides of my dick. <laughs> And, I, and it tickled. So I was like, eh. and then she started laughing. And then Keisha, they rolled her over and she was like, where are your underwear? <laughs> what are you doing? They're on the floor. <laughs> she took them. Like, I, wasn't, didn't, I didn't do And Yeah, it was so weird. It's not my idea. Yeah, it was so weird how that all went down. Uh, but anyway, I got a massage. <laughs> yeah. uh, Keisha's probably thinking she got... Uh, got Gypped on the deal with the didn't get yeah her lady did not do what my lady did my (laughs) lady was about about it (laughs) Uh, but I that again you know she worked on my back like a chiropractor did she got she got some pops out of it got some pops out of it (laughs) oh man Keisha that lady beat the shit out of her really yeah her lady was not as friendly. She fucking her back. She got bruises. Really? Yeah, man. Wow. She gave her like a fucking. That was some deep tissue. Yeah, yeah. She got in there, man. She was grinding. My lady was grinding too. <laughs> Just totally different part totally of the body. Different way. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's what I told Keisha. I said, "Hey, you you might both be pregnant." <laughs> uh, yeah, she was. It was thorough. Thorough. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> All so right. Travis grabbed a bush light, so we're gonna get on with this. So we will, yeah, we'll end that story there. <laughs> it was a good massage. All right, so yeah, next on our list for uh, cheap beers is a good old bush light. The if you remember the commercials, they had the guys fly fishing in the stream, and they'd crack open the beer and it bush. Yeah. Presenting the cold, refreshing mountains of Bush. The mountain, symbol of all the good natural ingredients that go into Bush. Symbol of all the good natural taste that pours out. Always smooth and natural and refreshing. Bush after bush after bush. So don't just reach for a beer. Bush. Head for the mountains. Those are good. So, Bush Beer is owned by Anheuser Busch. That's where it gets its name. Uh, and Anheuser Busch, like the common ones, Budweiser, Bud Light, Michelob, they all Anheuser Busch. They're all owned by Bex now, correct? Yeah, Anheuser Busch InBev. So it's a conglomerate with uh, 
that European brewing company. Yeah, yeah. Bex. Yeah. Um. So the the Bush Heavy, the original Bush, debuted in uh, where'd it go? 1955. So, but then so Bush Light, where we're drinking right here, it is it debuted in 1979. Okay. So it's been around for a little while. It's been around longer about. 20 years longer than Keystone. Has. So that kind of seems the heyday of light beer creation was, was the late seventies. The late set. Well, the, the original, the granddaddy of the light beers was Miller light. It was the first light beer that came out. And then some of these other beers yeah. came out to compete with. I knew that. that and it was the yeah. great taste, less filling. And they had the, the calendar girls fighting and stuff yeah, over it. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah, the Miller light commercial, the Super Bowl commercials was all really good. So they were the first light beer. It's really we don't have Miller Lite right now. Well, Miller Lite isn't. It's uh, not. A, it's a level up from what we're drinking tonight, guys. So we'll do Miller Lite at some point. But yeah, this is your your bargain basement beers. I did like how Miller Lite went back to the retro cans. They put their original label back yeah, on. Yeah, that's pretty I did cool. Too. Like that. I thought that was nice. Um, so let's see here. So Bush Light came out, and so Bush Light is the best-selling cheap beer of our of our beers we have tonight uh it actually is like it's either coming at five or six bush really? light came in at five or six in the best selling beers in america that's pretty popular yeah so last year bush light sold 7.3 million barrels of beer so once again going to the 36 gallon barrels so here's i did some math on this so I mean, these are a tall can, so they're a little bit bigger than sixteens, right? Yeah. So, so eight. So they sold the seven point three million barrels of beer. That is thirty six gallons. A thirty six gallon barrel is three hundred and eighty four twelve ounce beers. Okay. Okay. So they sold the equivalent of two point eight billion cans of beer. Jeez. Last year. Uh, or actually, this is all twenty twenty numbers. So, okay. So, okay. So now think about it this way to put it in another perspective, a normal 12 ounce beer can is a little over four and a half inches tall. All right. <laughs> I like where we're going here. So if you laid 2.8 billion beer cans end to end, they would wrap around the earth eight and a half times. That's some drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and they would almost go all the way to the moon. Uh, they would go 212,000 miles of beer cans. How far is the moon? The moon is 238,000 miles. So I can't believe you knew that. Yeah, well, I got it written down right here. I, I, knew, it was, it was, I knew it was around 250. You know I was going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was around 250,000, so I knew it was close. But yeah. Just a couple months away. Just a couple months away. Yeah. So, enough beer cans to wrap around the earth. I like it. That's time. great. That's great. I'm going to have this other bush light because of that so here's a, here's another cool one so last uh september of 2020 bush have you have you ever got your dogs any of the dog brew from bush oh i heard about this it's uh it's uh it's a it's a it's chicken uh, broth right well it's chicken, uh, chicken broth a um uh, pork broth pork bone pork broth. broth okay so it says I, I i have read about this yeah it's a not an alcoholic so they're dog brew and you can still buy it um it, the can it has a, its own logo and it's Bush Dog Brew, and it's a yeah I it's, remember seeing that. It's a brew of uh, 
made with pork bone broth, water, vegetables, herbs, and spices. So it's like a, a broth drink that you can feed your dogs. Then yeah, they can have a bush with you. Duck camp. Oh, Huck could participate. The thing is, though, I'm I'm actually tempted to try it myself, though. Too. I mean, it sounds like it'd be good. Yeah, yeah. It would heat it up instead of drinking it cold, but <laughs> keeps them in the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are you drinking? <laughs> it's a dog, dog beer. beer. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> huh. That sounds good, actually. It really does. It'd be a good base for a soup. Yeah. yeah so what, what did you use in this soup? Dog beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to these chicken and dumplings are great. Yeah, it's got dog beer. We'll do an episode where we drink dog beer. <laughs> we'll have to find it, yeah. Oh, man. Where do you order? Can you order it online, or can you get it at like Petco? I'll have to look and see. I didn't see where you could buy it, but we'll we, to... we're gonna find this out. And if anybody knows where you can find the dog brew at, I'm looking know. up right now. Yeah, yeah. We need a we need a off camera researcher like Joe Rogan's got. Jamie I know. That can man, always... I try to get Keisha to come out here. Yeah, we need a... dog brew. We need to put us like a, a a screen, a TV up here on the wall, and yeah, have our off camera. Pop stuff up on the screen. We're in a shed, bro. We ain't putting a TV on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that sophisticated yet. Maybe one of these days, hey, if, if you help us, if all you listeners and viewers out there, help us get popular enough to where we can ha- get us a studio and have us a screen on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. We're, we're counting on you. Yeah, you got to help us out. Huh. Yeah, if you and Fido out, out in the middle of summer on the beach or... Both want a beer. Bush has you covered. Bush has it covered. Yeah. Yeah, Bush operates, or the Anheuser-Busch, they operate 12 breweries in the United States and another 20 in other countries. So they're truly... They're big time. Big time, yeah. Which their top beers like Bud Light, you know, Bush Light sold 7 million barrels. Uh, Bud Light sold like 29 million How, barrels or something like that. So I know when I was in England, I didn't drink American beer much. I, I stuck with uh, I like Carlsberg and uh, yeah. Uh, I drank a lot of whatever the local stuff they had. On yeah, the I, I tried. I tried to stick with what was around there because I knew uh, I wouldn't get it here. Yeah. So uh, I'm just curious, what is the opinion abroad of like? Bud Light. See, like in England, I never or Bush actually Light because I've never seen Bush Light overseas. I never saw. I never saw Bud Light overseas. <clears throat> I, they yeah, had. I guess I hadn't either. They had Bud Heavy, the, the original Budweiser. They had it in the bars a lot. I don't they, think light beer is a big thing no, in other countries. I don't think so. I think they do sell it, but it's it's pretty. It's not as it's not as Amazing popular as that America here. is the fattest nation. <laughs> yeah, but we have the light beer. Yeah. Uh, Maybe if we didn't have light beer, we'd be even fatter. <laughs> yeah. It's all that bacon. <laughs> That's right. We do have way better bacon than, than I'm sorry, We've covered UK. This. I know we have a few uh, uh, listeners from the UK. I like your bacon, but I like American bacon. Your bacon like, is not bacon. Guys. I like it's streaky bacon, bacon better than, than your bacon. Yeah. it's Come to this side of the pond, guys. Have our bacon. Yeah. They, there was, I saw a video of a, uh, a British guy, it might have been, no, it was a German guy sampling American beers, and he sampled, uh, I think he sampled some Bud Light and I think um, some other common American beers, and he didn't like any of them, 
but he actually sampled uh, Yingling, and he said oh, this. Yeah. And Yingling is oh, it's one of my favorite beers. Yingling too. is delicious. And that was his favorite by far. He said this actually tastes like a beer. This tastes like a, a Bavarian beer. Yeah, Yingling is yeah. great. I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fan. Well, what is America's oldest brewery? We'll have to do a for, episode for, on for those of you who do not know. Because Yingling's got uh, three or four different beer. Yeah, they got the Hershey's one, and they got the they got their light version. They got um, a black and tan. Out. Yeah, they got the black and tans is okay, um, but so yeah, what we'll flight to, is their light one? Yeah, yeah, and it's good. I actually like it. I think I have some in there. They have their pill, their golden pilsner. I really like the golden. Pilsner. Yeah, yeah. So what we'll for for me, some, I'm I'm just regular Yingling. The, yeah, the original the OG Yingling yeah. is really good. They did a good job. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Uh, if you guys want, throw a comment in of what your favorite beer is. You know, we don't even have to like. Get on the topic of trying it. Yeah. Just to spread awareness of your favorite beers. Yeah. Other other listeners can go on the comments and look, and maybe they haven't heard of them. My my favorite beer in the world is Moose Drool. It's uh, brewed up in uh, big up in uh, Missoula, Montana, <coughs> at, the, at the Big Sky Brewing, and uh, I, I love it. I have some up in the in the garage fridge right now. But if you guys get an opportunity to try Moose Drool, you know. It's great. It's yeah. it's it's fantastic. Uh, it's small market beer. It doesn't really make it too far from Montana, but uh, that's the thing because there's there's thousands of microbreweries nowadays, and there's beers out there that people have never heard of before. Yeah, like uh, have you tried the Flyway, the blueberry? Yeah, yeah, we've tried that before. Um, you, one time I was over here and you had some. Yeah, I and, love that shit too. Yeah, the 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 blue it's wing, blue wing. Yeah, yeah, Flyway blue wing is from Little Rock. A great beer. Um, it's it's. Uh, I don't even know what the hell to call it. It's a well. It's a blueberry wheat. I think is. Yeah. What it's it's fucking yeah, it, good. Is what I a, call it. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Try it, guys. Uh, but yeah, throw something in the comments just to say what you know. It don't have to be a suggestion for something for us to try. Just to spread spread awareness. What you like. Yeah. yeah. We'd like to know. So we're. I'm always curious about trying new beers. Yeah. Yeah, because there's so many. Oh, by there. the way, we're gonna throw it out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Have a plan. Have a plan. Don't make stupid decisions. We've all done it. So you're not saying... Don't do it again. Drink anybody's shed. So we're not going to drive fast and take chances? No. Drive slow. Be safe. Drive slow. Be safe. Okay. So yeah. Have a plan. Have a designated driver. Call an Uber. Call a cab. Yep. Be safe. Anyway, back to it. Uh, let's see here. I don't know if I let's see. I think I've got the dog brew was my last fact. And the, well, that's and the, a hell of a good one to end it on. Yeah. So that was a that was a good one with with Bushlight being the the best selling of the when, of the cheap beers. When you were coming up and you were because we're all going to be realistic and not tell lies here. When you were first drinking and you were back in high school. Yeah. What was your guys's beer of choice? Whatever we could get a hold of. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, if you were if you were to pick and choose one, what would you probably go with? Well, if we were picking and choosing, it was usually either it was probably either Bush Heavy or Natty Light. We're gonna do a segment on Natty Light here in a minute. Because usually, so where I grew up, I grew up in farm country in Arkansas, and most of the farmers that's what they had. In the back of their truck was Natty Light or Bush or Old Milwaukee. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, or Milwaukee's Best. 
there's the cheap beers. That's what the farmers drank around there. And, 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 and one thing, if you didn't have enough, very much money as a, as a teenager, yeah, you, you could get a lot of beer for 20 bucks. If you take up a collection among the friends, do the, do the, Hey, mister, or so that was our, our go-to was we'd, uh, we'd throw money together and go into a liquor store parking lot. Yeah. And we'd try and find a guy that we figured was about college age and we'd, someone would go up to him and say, Hey, if you buy our beer, we'll buy yours. Yeah. And that's, that's how we'd get beer. We'd. And I'm sure there's still probably a lot of people carrying on that tradition now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. It's a tried and true method. One of the ways, the, the, one of the, the less honest ways, which I guess having somebody buy your beer for you isn't honest either, but, <laughs> but, uh, I'd been known a time or two to, uh, the raid, the, a cooler of a, behind, in the back of a truck every once in a while. Like we, you, like we said, teenagers, we'd hang out in the, either the Walmart parking lot or the, or the, the Harvest Foods, the grocery store parking lot. <laughs> and we've been known to, we'd go to, uh, like, Basketball games where a bunch of cars parked in the parking lot. Go out there, go through the back of trucks. Go, just go through the parking lot, looking in the back of trucks, and, yeah. and scoop out some beers out of a cooler. <laughs> we we did uh, we did so Laughlin, Nevada. They yeah. have the boat float every year where they they you, you the live the river run they call yeah. it, and uh, it's like fuck, it's like a five mile. You just oh, throw yeah. inner tubes together and lash them together and throw a cooler in the middle and float down. And uh, we ran out of beer the one year. The Colorado River, you don't even really need a cooler. You could just it's cold. Have, that it's, water is cold. It's cold. But we uh, we ran out of beer. <laughs> so me and my one of my buddies, uh, <laughs> we would swim underwater up to other people's coolers and just reach our hand up and, and grab like four or five beers and come back down and swim back over to ours. <laughs> so we were we were thieving beers. This is just a few years ago. <laughs> so. Some habits die hard. <laughs> we yeah. got caught so many times, but oh yeah, nobody really gave a shit. Yeah, that's awesome. They probably get, gave you the A for effort on that. Yeah, yeah, we were holding our breath for a long time. <laughs> you probably thought you were underwater, but your ass is probably yeah. Still I'm, sure, the whole I'm time. sure. Yeah, we were shit faced. We probably looked ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. look at this, look at this guy. <laughs> no, our, our beer of choice uh, back when I was in high school was Ice House. Ice House. And I think it's because it had the highest alcohol uh, by volume of any of the canned beers at the time. And it was super cheap, too. And it was, well, yeah. And so we would would get as much Ice House as we could, and then we would go out to, uh, or Rolling Rock for some reason. I don't know why. We drink a lot of Rolling Rock. Okay. But we would go out to, there was a spot out there called Huntley Diversion Dam, and it's just, just on the... Uh, east side of Billings in a little town called Huntley, and it it's a it diverts water from the Yellowstone River out to the farms out yeah. there. But uh, a lot of thing, a lot of people used to go down there, and you know what ling are? Have you ever heard of ling? Uh, they're uh, or burbot. Okay. They're they're a fish. And yeah. They, they look like an eel, but they're they're actually a, they're like a freshwater cod. Okay. But they run up the river. They spawn and they they run up the river. And you catch them in the middle of the night, and just you just build big bonfires up on the banks of the Yellowstone River and night fish. Yeah. So there's bonfires all up and down the river. Okay. So we would go up there and build a big bonfire and just get shit faced and fishing game, and the cops would just think we were fishing. 
Yeah. So yeah. no one would come and check us. We oh. were all a bunch of under, underage kids drinking, which I don't recommend. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we're just telling stories. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. This is what we used to do. It doesn't mean what you need to do. Yeah. But uh, now we would we would go get Ice House and go out there. Well, we it started off like four or five of us, and then word got around, and then it'd be ten. Uh, you know, a couple weeks later, it'd be 20. Yeah. Well, it got to a point where there was like 100 kids out there from, you know, <laughs> our school and from Skyview and, uh, yeah. you know, from senior high, from, from different high schools. And then it got to be too fucking big. Yeah. That's just drawing attention at and that it, point. And it did. And finally, in the one weekend, we were like, and we went out there all the time. We partied out there hard for years. Well, a year, I say like two years. Yeah. But uh, it seemed... Like, you know, it was high school. You know, it was yeah. a long time. But uh, we decided the one night, we were like, you know, let's get, we're just really risking too much. Let's not go there tonight. Let's just go to somebody's house and drink in the basement. Yeah. And uh, it ended up getting busted that weekend. <laughs> and shit, like 30 people got MIPs. And oh, it man. was a bad deal. Yeah, it ended up. Yeah. Know, a lot of people got in trouble. And everybody was like, where were you guys? We're like... We're, we're there. out there like yeah. shit. You guys ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> you guys can't keep a secret and showing up fifty people deep. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but you know what's funny is years later that's where Cooper and his friends used to go. <laughs> Y'all started a tradition out there. Well, it, and well, the funny thing is I learned about it from Cooper's dad. Really? <laughs> yeah, he took me fishing out there. Well, not just me, but yeah, my mom and his friends, and yeah, it was it was he and I was shit. I was like eleven years old. The okay. first time I ever went out there, and I just remembered the way. So when I got my license and all my buddies, and yeah, we got beer. I was like, I got a place. <laughs> I, know, I know where we're going. So been we, waiting on this for years. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I got my map out and everything. <laughs> oh, you remember that back then? You know, we didn't have Google Maps. We had maps. Yeah, yeah. This is pre cell phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, you had to just know where you were going, and this is when you had to actually keep your appointments with your friends. Yeah, because you had to call their house. Yeah, I mean, and you didn't have a. Fo- you have to go find a payphone. Yeah, yeah, man, life was tough for us coming up. Yeah, or you'd have to, like you said, keep your appointment. I'm gonna call you at six o'clock, so you had to be there waiting on your phone. Or I'm gonna meet you yeah. here at this time, and if you weren't there, they couldn't just call you and be like, "Hey, man, where you at?" It yeah. was. Well, do we wait or do we leave? Is that? Yeah, you had to make choices. <laughs> Did uh, you actually had to coordinate with with your phone? Speaking of phones and payphones and stuff. Did you ever have a party line phone? Yeah, I did. We did it too growing yeah. up. And you'd be expecting a phone call and then your neighbor down the street is on the phone. You're like, get off the phone. Yeah. So if, if some of the, you guys don't know what a party line is, when you have your home it's phone. It's a shared line. A shared line with all your neighbors like on your road or on your street. And if your neighbor is on the phone, you could pick up yours and hear what they're saying. But you can't use the phone until they're done with it. Well, I I got in trouble because I had met this girl that lived down... I went to Germany when I was 16. And we just did like a German class trip, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I met a girl from Texas. And uh, we hit it off. You know, we we became close on the trip. And so I was always hogging the phone line. And I would get in trouble all the time. (laughs) From everybody. (laughs) From everybody. Oh, man. They hated me. That was back when the long distance, you had to pay for long distance calls and stuff, too. We had calling cards. This is when calling cards had just got in the gas station. Hey, my first couple of deployments, we still used calling cards because, like, that was before Skype and before VR. When I I first started deploying, we had Spawar. Okay. And uh, with the phone center where you had the the Spawar card. Yeah. 
But uh, you had to call and put minutes on it or whatever. Yeah, or this you know that's so weird to think now everybody has the internet in the room and you can like video chat. Yeah, when they're deployed, you still we still had to call and use calling cards and stuff. And yeah, and I remember doing that. Man, I remember one time on the phone with my dad, and my dad, you know, he knew where I was at, and uh, I guess you know he knew it was like dangerous or whatever. But I was on the phone with him, and uh, the building next to us got hit with a fucking mortar. Yeah, and. Uh, it blew up and everybody was screaming and I was like, I gotta go. And I hung up and got on the ground, you know, and waited about five minutes and I called him back and he was freaking the fuck out. And I think that's when it hit him. Like, yeah, my kid is fucking like legit deployed in a bad place. Yeah. When I, my first trip to Balad, uh, I was there talking about that and in the little phone tent phone center they have. Yeah. That's, that's where I was. I called the, uh, this was 2000. For Balad, so this was back when Balad was getting rocking and Mortaritaville, yeah, Mortaritaville, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. I think I, yeah, because I worked from noon to midnight that shift that, and uh, so it was like two o'clock in the morning. I'm at the the phone tent, but it's like a a big like forty man tent they called it, and they had like little phone booths set up in it. And it was like ten or fifteen yep. little phone booths in there. And you had to get your little AT&T calling card and use your your minutes on your calling card. Well, I was talk, talking to my wife on there, and the alarm red sirens went off. We were sitting there, and you're supposed to run to the bunker. We didn't run to the bunker. Yeah, nobody does. Yeah. I sat there, and, and my wife heard the sirens over the phone. She said, what's going on? And it's like, oh, it's an alarm red. You know, it's the base is really big. It's probably not anywhere close to us or anything like that. And she said, do you need to go? And I was like, no, we're good. I've, I've only got, you know, 15 minutes I can use the phone anyway. So I'm yeah. going to sit here. And then about that time, a mortar goes over the tent. You can hear it. Yeah. And then it hits like three tents down and blows up. And you hear rocks and stuff raining down. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I climb up. I just climb under the desk. And I've got, I've just grabbed the phone off the desk. And I'm like sitting there underneath. And she said, what was that? I heard that. <laughs> I said, oh, don't worry about it. It's like, it's, it's what's going on? And she was all getting all worried. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't worry about it, baby. It's okay. It's like. <laughs> and I, I remember being there because we stayed in H6 housing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, J8, I think, was my tent in H6 housing. <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't remember what, where I was at. But, yeah, we were in H6. And I remember, uh, shit, it was my, my like my third night there. And my, uh, my site lead that I had at the time was... Yeah. One of my pro supers from Korea. So okay. I knew the guy, you know, and we, we, we'd partied together before. And uh, he came pounding on my door. This is when we were in RLBs at that point. Yeah. He came pounding on my door and he was like, and so I got out of bed and I opened the door and I was like, oh shit, I'm late for work, you know. And I was like, hey, I'll be there in a minute. Like, I'm sorry I overslept. And he's like, no, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? Like, he's like, even even only. Like, it's two hours after the end of your shift. I was like, oh, I've been asleep for an hour. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. A fucking mortar had hit one of the smoke pits right outside my door. Oh, killed yeah. killed four people. Oh, shit, yeah. But it was like, I slept through the whole thing. Yeah. The, um, there was, there in H6. We it was, was like 50 feet outside my door. So, it sounds like it was pretty similar to where, because on the, the, I was talking about my tent, J, whatever, I can't remember the number, but it was J row and it was the very end of the tents. Yeah. And then right outside that was a smoke pit about 30 yards away where you go smoke. Uh, 
one night I'm laying there in my bed and I, I, I got the, the corner bed. It was because you had sandbag walls around you on yeah, two sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so we were at another base I was at. I really liked the, the corner bunk in there, but, uh, sleep and, you know, there was times you'd have, you'd be in the middle of your sleep cycle and alarm red would go off. There's times I would just grab my Kevlar and stick it on my face and then grab my vest and just put it over the top of me like a blanket and just go back to sleep. Yeah. And, but there was one night I didn't ever even heard the sirens. I was tired. Never heard the sirens go off. And, uh, feel something like shake my bed. I'm like, what's going on? And I, I wake up and there's a, a cop, an SP standing there in my bedroom. Yeah. With a flashlight shining in my face, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what are you doing? You're in my room. And he said, why aren't you in the bunker? And I was like, because I'm sleeping. <laughs> he's like, why are you? <laughs> he said, you need to get up right now. And I was like, why? And he said, there's a UXO right out here. And I was like, what? He said, you need to get up, get your gear on, and get out. So I got up, got my gear on, and, got, and walk out. And between our tent and the smoke pit, uh, a rocket, one of those... Uh, 107 millimeter Russian big rocket motherfuckers rockets yeah. had lawn darted into the into the parking lot out there, like 30 yards from our tent, and didn't go off. It just stuck in the ground like a little like a Jesus dude. And so they had it all cordoned off. They woke us up. We had to go to the bunker, and the EOD had to come out there. And, and they those 107s are no shit though. Yeah, they were. They were. It was. It was. You know, that's that's like a four and a half inch diameter rocket, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And. uh but yeah, never, never heard the alarm. Never heard the rocket. Never heard the impact. It was close enough. I should have felt the impact of it hitting, but I was dead to the world at that point. One night at Balad, we had like seven of those go over our hangar. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and they were and the C Rams lit up, and I'm just like, all this fucking, you know, yeah. they they got the tracer rounds, and uh, and I was like, holy shit, you know, like that was one of the only times I've been over there where like it was real. Like, yeah, I, I got actually like shook, you know, and. Uh, we went running through the hangar to go to the bunker, and uh, one of the dudes I was with, this mech, he goes, oh, fuck, I got hit. I got hit with shrapnel. And there was a fucking moth that hit him in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> he laid down on the ground. We were like, get up, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, Oh, dude. man. Yeah. Oh, it was fucking, you're a bitch. Oh, yeah, he did. He thought he was gonna die. This is a bug. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't get the sea rams out there till my third trip. I would I, I went to Blood in oh four, oh five, and oh six, and they didn't have the sea rams there until oh six. And man, it was those things are awesome. Yeah, that was great. They would go off, and it was like just they sound awesome though too. You, you hear yeah. the well, you have to stick a video up. Of a, of a yeah, those off things and, are really cool. Yeah, they're, they're, well, they're the gun out of an F fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same. It's the the same as the Sea Whiz off of battleships, right. off, yes. off of yes. navy ships and yeah. stuff. So it's the the land based version of a Sea Whiz. Yeah. They're yeah. cool, and, and they it, will save your ass. If you don't know what that is, we'll put a picture of it up. But it's a uh, radar guided Gatling gun that can shoot six thousand rounds a minute of twenty millimeter shells. And the shells uh, are explosive. They're flak, basically. And uh, the radar can track a target as small as like a baseball and shoot mortars, rockets, planes, missiles, all that down out of the air. And.
designed originally uh, for ships or ship defense. The Sea Whiz was a close-end weapon system, and it was designed to like shoot down really close targets and threats off of Navy ships. And then they adapted it. They put them on, like, on a tractor-trailer rig, and they put them on Air Force bases all around Iraq and Afghanistan to shoot down mortars and rockets that yeah. were getting shot at us. They're neat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're a pretty badass platform. I feel happy that they were there when I was there. Yeah. I've been to bases with them and bases without them. And bases with them were a lot better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that was that was my first experience. I was 19, 20 years old there at the time. And, uh, oh, that, that, that one was going. Getting there, getting rockets and mortars on a daily basis uh, multiple times a day. And you never knew. That's the thing. It was so sporadic. You never knew what, what one was going to get close. Yeah. I had a few close calls. Like, one of the things, too, I never knew was a fact or never knew was real with mortars and rockets. You hear them on the movies or TV shows where they have, like, the whistling sound yeah. and they go over. I thought that was always just, like, a movie sound effect or whatever. That no, shit shit's was real. That shit was that real. That shit's real, yeah. Yeah, and... But one thing I learned though too, if you hear them, that means they're going over that's you. That's the thing, of- yeah. It's 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 like that's an okay sound because yeah, when when you first hear it, it is. it's fucking scary. But then like when you learn what it means, like you're like, oh, I, I'm okay. Yeah, I tell you what. So speaking of that, so back going back to 04, when I was I was at Balad for about 120 days, right at four months, and going through about. 300 and something mortar attacks while, yeah. I was at, while I was there in those days. Um, I heard that sound a lot. Yeah. And uh, get back to Nellis, to the base, and I was there. I was, I was I think I was doing my in-processing appointments or whatever on Nellis. And uh, there was an exercise going on in Nellis, and there was uh, a Navy, some Navy fighters, F-18s were there. I don't know if you ever heard an F-18. Yeah, I have. Have you heard when they like when they hit a certain AOA or a certain speed, their intakes will make a whistling yeah. noise that sounds just eerily like, similar. Yeah, I, I was sitting in the parking lot getting ready to go to like MPF for an appointment for something, and that one of those F-18s flew over, and I about shit myself in the parking lot because yeah. it sounded just like a freaking rocket coming yeah. in. <laughs> so you know the sound I'm talking I about. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was too well. Because <laughs> I freaked out. Like, I'm in Vegas. I'm in N- at Nellis. Like, I shouldn't be hearing that sound. <laughs> Poor Keisha. You know, she's she's been deployed way more than I have. You know, she's she's. Uh, I think she's done 24 deployments. Dang, that's that's a lot. Yeah. And because I did I did 12. I don't know how many you ended up doing. I did around 10 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Keisha's. I think. I think. I think she's at 24 now and she's yeah. gonna do a 25th and she's finally calling it quits cannot fucking wait but uh the tornado sirens sound just like oh yeah the long red sirens so yeah. there's there's been times where she's gotten home from a trip where she's been shot at a lot yeah and you know they test them at noon here yeah and those will go off and she gets like it shakes her up yeah yeah because there's those certain sounds and you know that just it it Triggers memories. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets in. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, there's there's been times down on the base here when, and I, I I remember one time, we were at work here, and a thunder, 
clap oh. hit. And uh, it was like, boom, and I went under the desk. <laughs> and everybody was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, apparently I'm the only one that's ever been shot at in here. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a... There was a time when I, I think it was back that same, going back to that first trip, I'd uh, gotten back from deployment and uh, there was something, I don't remember what it was going on, some celebration going on at a park that was right down the street from the house and they had to put on a big fireworks show. We didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And all of a sudden you start hearing all the, all the explosions going off and so I'm there at the house and I start hearing it sounds like rockets yeah, going yeah, and off to like, me. Fuck my like, life. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So and that was kind of a I didn't think I overreacted. My wife thought I she that was kind of like the first indication to her. She said I turned white and that I was like I I'd gotten real nervous. And uh she said that was like kind of a revelation to her that I'd seen some stuff that wasn't very good. Well that's the thing man is I'm totally cool with fireworks I like yeah. Or that I'm aware of. That's like, the thing. great. But, like, yeah, if they're out of the blue, you're like, yeah. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, the, the yeah. sudden noises are still a little jumpy. But, yeah. Yeah, if I see it and if I know what's happening, I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we got a little off track with our little. Well, there is some war, <laughs> war stories. Sorry. Uh, I just cracked a natty light. So, I'm going to tell you about natty light. Well, let me grab a natty light while you're uh, at yeah, it, too, please, so we please can, do. We can partake of that together. Natty light started July 31st, 1977. Uh, the whole point of it, it was an answer by Anheuser-Busch to compete with Miller Lite. That's right, yeah. Um, it was originally called, the full name, Anheuser-Busch Natural Light. Uh, it was priced the same as any premium U.S. beer at the time. It was at a price point with Budweiser, with yeah. Coors Original, with Miller and Miller Lite, which is not a premium, premium beer today, but at the time, like, that was what we had. That was our top of the... Yeah, that was top, our... Top-notch shit. Yeah. Um, the price went down to, uh, what do they call it? Would you say oh, sub, the sub premium sub premium or, category yeah, or, or the, uh, in 1981 when economy. when Bud Light was introduced Bud Light took its place yeah and uh, and I gotta say guys and I'm not shitting on this I think Natty Light is every bit as good as Bud Light in all in all honesty I think I like Natty Light better than Bud Light I mean you heard it here first folks get get yourself some Natty Light yeah it's uh of the cheap beers. I gotta say, this one gets my nod as the best. Yeah, I, I like it better than the Bush Light. Bush Light's not too bad. The uh, the Natty Light has a little bit cleaner flavor to it. The yeah, that the, and that's the thing. It's 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 still crisp. It's yeah. it's a good. It doesn't leave a shitty aftertaste. Yeah, the uh, the Bush Light and the Keystone even does have a little bit of like a tart aftertaste to it. This is yeah. This is just a clean. Yeah, it's a it's a good quality flavor. Um, I have to say that I, I there's a special place in my heart for Natty Light. Uh, when I lived in North Carolina, it was our beer of choice. It was okay. all me and my buddies because we were poor as shit. We were airmen, uh, and uh, me and my buddy Pat, uh, best man at my wedding, Peaches. Hello, 
we uh, had a house together. We were the first guys of my little group of friends that moved off base. Yeah. Because when we got there, our guys were deployed. All the guys in the dorm. So the yeah. dorms were, they were at capacity. So we didn't have anywhere to live. So they kicked, <laughs> they kicked us off base. They gave us, gave us yeah. a BAH, BAS. And there you go. We ended up, uh, we looked at a couple places and we picked, I think it was the third place we went to. And we both walked in. Looked around and said, "Yeah, this will work." <laughs> and uh, it, it was a little shitty two bedroom, two bathroom, just a dump of a fucking house out in the industrial district in Goldsboro, North Carolina, off of North William Street. For those of you who know where that is, yeah, we had a there was like a steel plant across the road. There was a over to the right. There was a steel plant directly across the road. Was a place called Woods Custom Motorcycles. They built drag race Harleys. Oh heck yeah. Uh, there was a gas station and a strip club down the road. <laughs> Everything you need with it was, it was, it was heaven. Yeah. It was heaven. But, uh, yeah, man, it was right on the county line. Our yard was where it went from city to county. Oh, wow. Which was, it was great. <laughs> it was the best part of the Cause place. you were in the county, right? We were, we were county. Yeah. Yeah, we were county. Uh, we got in a lot of. We, we should have gotten a lot of trouble that we avoided out there. The house was just a fucking toilet. We melted all the siding. We, uh, we shot a 12-gauge flare gun at a couch out in the yard. Oh, yeah, I heard that story. Down. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> uh, couches burn real quick and real hot. Real hot. Yeah, all that real, foam. All that foam. Oh, shit. But, yeah, so uh, our, our drink of choice when I was coming up was Natty Light. And, uh, I, man, you just can't go wrong with a Natty Light. You yeah. can't. For, <laughs> for those of you Brits and Aussies and Canadians and Saudis now, yeah, I think. Yeah, we got our first, uh, so we, we, was, we talked about last week, our last episode, we were in six different countries. We finally, we got us a download this week from Saudi Arabia. So that's our seventh country. Yeah. If, if you guys get an opportunity to try Natty Light, don't. Thumb your nose down at our cheap beers. Just enjoy it for what it is. It's a cheap, light beer that is... It's like $4 a six-pack. It's, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's not... I'm not going to say it's great, but it ain't bad. No, it ain't bad at it all. It ain't bad. And and, and if we're going to talk about uh, value for your dollar, yeah, I'll put this up with anything. Yeah, really. It's probably... in And like I said, I like Keystone, but really, it's probably... The, the best one out of all of them tonight. Yeah. This is the first time I bought Natty Light in a lot of years. Yeah. But I can promise you, as of as of this episode, well, I, well yeah. the first recording of this episode, I'm telling you guys, I'll buy this shit again. Yeah. Probably be, next week. It'll be good, and, and it's cheap enough. You can keep it stocked in the fridge. and Yeah. And if your friends come over, you if they try and judge you for having this, fuck them. They're not real friends anymore. They're not real you? friends. You know why? I learned this from Travis. I'm going to tell you guys a lesson I learned from Travis. Okay, yeah. What's your favorite beer? Free. What's your second favorite beer? Cold. That's right, guys. <laughs> Best lesson. That's a life lesson right there. If your friends come over and you give them a Natty Light and they bitch, you tell them, get out of my house. Yeah. you're. It's free, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but you're giving them... A, this is a, a good quality... I'm I'm telling you for the price point, you can't go wrong. It's it's like having a Toyota Corolla. 
There you go. <laughs> It'll last forever. <laughs> I have a Toyota Corolla, so <laughs> it's 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 bang for the buck, guys. This is the this yeah. is this is the crown jewel. You get the hot the mileage out of it. Uh, I'm gonna have another one before this episode is done. I do believe. Oh yeah, but I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Our next beer, I'm a little fearful of. Oh yeah. But anyway, I'm gonna get back to the Natty Light story here. Um, in 2001. Consumer Reports listed Natty Light as a best buy and the number two light beer in the world. In 2008, it won a bronze medal at the World Beer Cup in the American Style Light Lager Beer category. The Wall Street Journal listed as the fifth best-selling beer in the U.S. Although Beer Advocate, and fuck you for this, Beer Advocate, listed as a 47 out of 100, giving it a title of Awful. And RateBeer.com listed as the worst beer in the world. That, and you guys are dumb. Yeah, because shit. they have obviously not had some of these other beers. Like, Well, I'm going to tell you what. You, if you want to try the worst beer in the world, we're going to get to it real quick. But I tell you what, though. I mean, even there's some beers out there. And I know I may offend some people by this because I know there's a lot of people that like IPAs. I don't really care for IPAs. I'm not an IPA guy either. I'd have this over an IPA any day. Yeah. Guys, if you drink IPAs, um, don't get me wrong, I've had some that are that are okay. Some okay, yeah. But some, and oh, have you ever had a Kolsch? Kolsch? Yeah, yeah. Sour? Sour, or that, um, that, that's like a, it's almost like a grapefruit flavor, that bitter, sweet bitter. Yeah. I, I don't know, because I'm not a grapefruit fan anyway, though, but there's some that have that citrusy, bitter flavor to nah, it. But guys, and, let's get real. This is, this is better. Yeah, so like on my research, uh, Bush Light was the number one of our group. Natty Light was number two at 6.5 million barrels sold. Of, it, should, uh, it should be more. Yeah. For, for what the price is, it should be more. Yeah. And so we're looking, instead of eight times around the earth, we're about five times around the earth in, in Natty Light cans. I feel like, man, this is the deal of a century for this beer. Yeah, I mean it's it's great, and uh, especially for the price of what you're paying for it. Yeah, this is this is every bit as good as I take it over a Bud Light. I, I would too. I, yeah, that's no bullshit. <laughs> I got Bud Light in the fridge. Yeah, and here I sit. Yep, with a can of this and not bitching. Well, the thing is though, too. I mean, it's like it's like Budweiser or Anheuser Busch isn't losing any sales because it's the same company as Bud Light anyway. So I mean, yeah. but uh. Save your money, stretch your dollar, choose some Natty Light, and uh, you know, cut your sleeves off, go to a monster truck rally. Hey, if you want something that's stronger, you have there's Natty Ice, natural ice that you can get yeah, as well, and it's true. It's uh like six something percent. Yeah, I think, it's up there. Or yeah, five point seven, I think, something like that. I gotta drain the walnut. No, oh, drain. All right, gotta pee. Pee break. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna go bush. <laughs> Even though it's a PBR. Remember that? Head for the mountains of bush. Oh, oh yeah. Head bush. for the mountains is cold and it's cool. It's there just for you. Head for the mountains of bush beer. Those were great. Those are always some good commercials. I mean, they don't do the. the 
I haven't seen a good beer commercial on TV in a while. Budweiser used to always have some really good. And the super, the Clydesdales were great. The Cly- even the frogs, remember the Budweiser? Oh frogs? yeah, yeah, Budweiser. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those were good. But I, re- I, I always, thought they went off the deep end with the chameleon and shit, though. Yeah, the uh, one of my favorites was the well, we talked about it a little bit earlier. The the Miller Lite commercials, the taste great, less filling. Yeah, and have the. There was one that had a couple like supermodels fighting over the in the. Yeah, man. Uh, it was yeah. It was great growing up in that era. We had a good run. It's not. It's not like that anymore. Well, I think. I think social media ruined a lot of that too. You know, just you get away with a lot more back when we were teenagers. Like you didn't have cell phone well, no, cameras anything out. That, anything that you do can come back to haunt you. Yeah, everything's on the internet now. Including this is on the internet. Including our yeah. <laughs> our discount podcast. Fuck it. Yeah. Anybody with a camera, a phone, and a microphone can do a podcast now. Yeah. They'll just let anybody do this shit. <laughs> what do you guys do? We just get cheap beer. <laughs> get drunk in a shed and then just talk right. shit to a microphone. Yeah. We don't even know if anybody's listening. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I got Jordan listening to it, by yeah. the way. I there sent it go. to him earlier. Heck yeah. He said he liked it. Good. Yeah. Hey, we'll pick up a few... Uh, I did. I texted it out to a bunch of people last night. Good. Yeah. Yeah, we're... He said he'd be on it. No, heck yeah. We'll have yeah. To... So that, that's another thing. Uh, if anybody has a suggestion of who we should have on the show, we, we want to start having guests on the show. Yeah. So who, who should we pick up? We've talked to some bartenders that talked about one on there. Uh... And don't be dicks and say, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, let's be real about it. Of course. Hey, Arnie, if you're watching, y'all But Arnold will welcome you. I mean, you're not... uh, You're you're welcome. But I figure we're just probably a little bit below your pay grade a little bit, so... (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean... But, yeah. uh, You want to come chill in the shed, bro. Yeah. That'd be fun. No, if if you guys... Seriously, if you got suggestions on anything, like, we're open to this shit. Throw it in the comments. Shoot us an email. There's... Put it up on your Twitter... We don't give a shit. There's we'll find it. Tons of subjects still we haven't covered yet. So we've got plenty of uh, yeah stuff we can do. There's a couple guys in the shed. Yeah, we have access to the internet. With, yeah, with with uh, we've got a camera and a microphone. We can we can. Comment. We got a new microphone, by the way. And uh, yeah, we're not we're not sponsored, but uh, we really like our Blue Yeti microphone. Uh, it's one of the number Yeti? one Blue Yeti is the I name like of the microphone. Uh, they have a, a compact version or this is their, this is like one of the number one, uh, entry level podcasting microphones out there. The thing is not compact. No, this isn't, they have one that is, but this one's not, this is their full size, but this is the Magnum, (laughs) (laughs) the, the big black, they call it. (laughs) I was going with it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh. But yeah, yeah, we re- we really like it. it. It does a good job. Oh, okay. You want me to? You want me to... Yeah, because we're about to do something we are going to regret. I'll set this off to the side so I can use it as a chaser. Uh, yeah. So, we will put a video up of our reaction to this. I'm going to tell you guys something. The fact that we're doing this again, you've, we're fucking dedicated. This is proof. Because this tastes... Like straight fucking butt sweat. So, like we said, the 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 marketing department from this company, bottled and brewed by 
Rhinelander Brewing Company in Monroe, Wisconsin. So, I'm going to tell you guys about this. This is called, I'll show you the label. It's called Good Ass Beer. And uh, it's got the donkey with the bottle cap. It's actually a really cool label. It's a it says, brilliant it says, label, yeah. Have a good ass time. The box even says, I'll show you this real quick, guys, because it's, it's pretty cool how they did it. It says, if I can get this. Really, really cool. It says, this is a good ass box. Keep it and use it. And uh, I don't know if you can see that, but I hope you can. It's, there, there's some really amazing marketing that goes into this. It's simple, but effective. And uh, as he said, it's the Rhinelander Brewing Company, formerly the Minhasa, or the Minhas Craft Brewery in Monroe, Wisconsin. It is the oldest brewing company in the Midwest, and it's actually the second oldest continuously operating brewery in the United States after Yangling, which we had talked about that, a, little, a little earlier. That's crazy. That, that It's an old brewery. It's, it's a classic. It's a, a point of American pride for sure. So here's what we've got to do. We've got to find another beer from this brewing company. Well, they have a whole bunch. I went on their website. They have a whole bunch, and... Points to you guys, you don't even list this one on your website. And I know why. It's because it tastes like shit. Yeah. It's got awful. I'm going to try it again. Maybe this is a little bit better can than that last one that I had. The last one was god fucking awful. But let's do it. Cheers. We'll, tr we'll try it again. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's not any better. Nope. Still tastes like shit. So, okay. It's got like a buttery... Just shit flavor. So, okay. So, the last episode, when we was going over the wedding traditions, right? And you remember the Ukrainian tradition where they would take the shoe and drink shit, drink uh, vodka or drinks out of the bride's yeah. shoe? This tastes like I'm drinking beer I'm like out a, of a sweaty... A fucking bowling sneakers. shoe. Yeah, yeah, bowling shoe, a basketball shoe, after a, after a after game. A ga after like a championship run. Yeah, this is yeah, like man. out of a like Rodman's jockstrap. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you know there's a uh, there's a painting. I don't even know. It, it, it's Rodman's jockstrap. No, but, 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 talk, but yeah, <laughs> there's a. I don't even know if it's a real painting or not. Maybe it's just a spoof. But it looks like an old like uh, Victorian Renaissance era painting, and it says this is where IPAs come from, and it's like. A painting of this guy pouring a beer down the butt crack of another person and a guy standing underneath the butt crack drinking beer out of the out of a butt crack. Yeah. Have you seen that picture? I have not. We're gonna put this up on there because they said this is but this is where good ass beer comes because it tastes like it's been poured down a butt crack. So the thing is, is is I'm not gonna lie, like I bought this before and I and I didn't mind it. And this is a couple years ago. Uh, John B, a guy we work with, had recommended it. He said it's not a bad beer, and yeah. I, and and I got to agree with him. It wasn't at the time, so I I have a theory with this, and I haven't I have not uh, and I won't try to prove it right. Oh, I got to yawn. I'm getting tired. But I uh, I I I think if you start with this, like you drink this from the start, yeah, it's not that bad. But if you drink other beer and then move on to this. 
I don't know why, but it's like a punch to your fucking jejunum. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It, it it's like a sour it, it, or a, a sour metallic. I don't even know if you can say that. It tastes like it's got a penny dissolved in it. It tastes like you're drinking a butthole. Yeah, it's gross. But I'm gonna finish it. Good ass beer. It says eating ass beer is what it should sound like. <laughs> <laughs> after after like a fucking cabbage dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking. It's like it's like butter poured through a fucking crab shell. This this broke up a dissolved be... penny into a fucking gym sock. Yeah, because like uh, if if the show was, we're still getting started out. You know, we've only we're on our half a dozen oh, episodes of the show. If we were like Joe Rogan or something and talking shit about this beer, we'd get like a letter from a lawyer saying that we're slandering the company or whatever. Guys, <laughs> if you, if you want to send your your if you want to have your lawyer send us a letter, please do. But then tell your lawyer to drink a can yeah. of this shit. Yeah, because what and we're then saying... He, then he's going to say, you're fucking right. Exactly, because for slander to be actual slander, it has to be false. You're stating a false statement. This and what shit we're saying sucks. Is, it's true. <laughs> this is bad beer. And I like... And here we are still drinking it. Yeah, we're stupid for doing this. But, but I'm telling you guys, like I've drank... A handful of beers in my life. I mean, and that's... I've drank a lot of fucking beers. I drank some... From, from multiple countries. Yeah. Um, always try to find the best thing to say about a beer. Yeah. And the best thing I can say about this one is I hope it goes by fast. Yeah. It's not, It's good and cold. The ice got it nice and cold. The donkey on the label is the best part of this. Yeah. Beer. Yeah, the label. I mean, really, you got to hand it to them. But really, the the label is amazing, and the name is is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking lie. It's light beer. Well, good ass beer. I'm just wondering if it's just if they mean it tastes like ass. Like this is good ass crack beer. It's fucking bad. Mm. Good ass beer. I guess beauty is in the eye of the beholder of that. Yeah, John B. You are wrong, sir. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm no shit. When I tried it before, like, maybe we got a bad batch in this box. Maybe that box sat out in the sun for two weeks or something like that and soured. Bro. But the thing is, it only comes in a 24-pack box, though. That's the thing, yeah. You can only buy, like, a fucking suitcase of this. And it's like... And you can't buy a six-pack of good-ass beer that I've seen. And I could be wrong. All I'm saying is the liquor stores I've gone to that carry it, it only comes in that box. And it's... And it is a good-ass box. It's like $4 for a case of it, right? Yeah, it's cheap. I think they, <laughs> I think, I think they give it away. Yeah. yeah. Here, here, here's five bucks. Take this beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is... Bad. Yeah. It's... You know, here's the thing. Most of the time, when you drink, like, a tequila or a whiskey or whatever, you get a chaser of a beer of your choice. Yeah. This is the first time in my life I've wanted a chaser for my beer. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I could take a sip of good-ass beer... 
to then chase it with PBR. Oh, that still the PBR still doesn't cut it it's all out. It's not cutting through. Huh? Yeah, it's not the turpentine you need. Yeah, you know that might be the ones where you do it in reverse. You drink the beer and then drink a shot of whiskey to, mm. as a chaser. <laughs> I got a bottle of whiskey in that beer. <laughs> it's gentleman Jack. Too. It's good shit. So I would hate to ruin the flavor of, of a gentleman Jack. Yeah, I, yeah, but it's almost worth it. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Huh. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure having you this week. Yeah, the uh, we we appreciate you guys. Uh, we're 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 building this show up little by little. Uh, we're gaining followers. We're gaining views. Uh, we we we're gaining it. friends. Yeah, that's right. The uh, the more the more you guys can comment and help us out and share and share and like and subscribe. Yeah, we're. Uh, we need your guys' help. Uh, spread the word. If you if you like our stuff, if you like our content, please like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Um, leave us a suggestion. That's the biggest thing that we need. The likes are great. The subscriptions are great. But give us suggestions because we're dumb. Well, the thing is, and though, we too, don't have the brightest ideas. Well, we we have stuff we can cover, but we also want to cover subjects or or things that you guys want to hear and see too yeah so we want to we want to provide a good product or a good story but we want it to be something that you guys actually want to partake in uh so i mean just let us know what you guys want to hear what you guys want to see we're available on youtube we're on all the podcast players now we got we got hooked up with uh, spotify two weeks ago so we're on there now they're actually our Number two um, podcast uh, downloads now is through Spotify. Oh, yeah. So they're actually outperforming Apple Podcasts now. So Apple, all you Apple play people out there, start downloading some more yeah. episodes. Yeah, up your game. But uh, <laughs> we, we appreciate you guys as a support and uh, anything we can do to make the show better, just let us know because... We would we would like to keep doing this. We'd like to keep making making shows. Uh, yeah, we're having fun, guys. But we want to have we want to be able to interact with you a little more. Yeah, yeah. That's that's been the the, the main thing is just a little bit more interaction. That'd be really good. But yeah, no, guys, just just uh, anyway. Thank you so much for watching and listening and downloading and and uh, we. I know I listen to podcasts on my drive. Yeah. So if we made your drive a little better. Good. Yeah. That's it. I hope, hope we can I hope we can do it again. Uh, please be safe and uh, thank you. You guys have a good one. We appreciate it. Ugh, shit sucks. Good ass beer. Fucking liars. <laughs> <laughs> oh.